Hello, this is Jim Reynolds, and you have made it to the Christian Life Empowerment Podcast. Today, uh, the guest here is Aaron Rittenauer. Now, Aaron and I have been talking about this podcast that we wanted to do for a little while. So here's the thing. Aaron and I are really good friends. Is that correct, Aaron? I mean, that's how I feel. Very much so. I feel like you're a very close friend to me, Jim. Oh, very cool. So <laughs> we've got this out of the way. We're good friends. We've, we have worked together for how many years now? Oh my, maybe four. Okay. Five, four. Yeah. Something like that. But you know, in that, that four or five years, which is a short time for, for some people and, and especially somebody Aaron's age, cause Aaron, you're what? 26, 27, yeah, only 26, so five, <laughs> 26. So five years seems like a long time to you. Me, I'm 55, five years is nothing, but <laughs> In those five years, we have we have been through some pretty major experiences. We've been to India together three times. We've been to some pretty sketchy places in India, uh, and and we've just done some some good stuff for God. I believe that's so doing mission work. And so Aaron is a big part of Ultimate Mission and what we do. He does our social media and things like that, and 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 some of you know the. The very best videos we've got are Aaron Rittenauer videos. So if you get a chance to watch those, that'd be great. You can go to our our website, uh, ultimatemission.net, and see those videos. Or our, um, our, 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 you know what I'm talking about, Aaron, the... Um, Oh, well, you can YouTube you can, channel. Yes. YouTube channel, which yeah. is Christian life empowerment, YouTube channel. And you can see a lot of those videos, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. The, the one funny thing about Aaron and I, as good of friends as we are, and as much as we collaborate and do things together, both of us are on complete opposite sides of the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. Both of us voted for a complete different person, and I am not going to tell you today who voted for whom. I think maybe by the time we're through, if you're, you know, if you listen close enough, you may figure it out. But the thing with Aaron and I is neither of us want to, we're both pretty much centrist, but we lean one way or the other with different things. But anyway, we're, we're opposite on some of the things that we believe, but The problem that both of us are seeing right now is people with opposite beliefs are losing their relationships Hmm. and, and not quite really understanding how to talk to one another. And, and Aaron and I have talked about some of these things several times, haven't we? I mean, you know, we've talked some pretty deep issues that go in this political season. I mean, what do you think about how our discussions have went? I, I, well, first of all, Jim, I want to thank you for having me on the podcast again. This is my second time on your podcast, and I'm excited to see your podcast continuing to grow. You are like 18 episodes in. You officially have a podcast now, my friend. Well, praise God. <laughs> and it's continuing to grow, and you've had uh, you've had some some interesting guests, in my opinion, on your podcast, as well as reading your book, which um, I just recently listened to and I really enjoyed. If you haven't heard Jim's um, audio book on the Christian Life Empowerment Podcast, you can go and check that out. Um, It's a short book, but what's interesting about him reading it is he gives you, um, he talks about things in between um, the chapters. So you get to actually hear more from Jim's perspective on his own book. So you need to go and listen to that. But Yeah, we've had some really interesting conversations politically, and I think the conversations have gone well. Um, You know, we may look at things in slightly different ways, but I truly believe that 
um, we both want, we, we are more alike than we realize. But the problem mm. is, is I think people are shutting down um, so quickly. It's they're so quick to shut down as soon as they find out that somebody is on a different um, political side than they are. And I think it's really ruining a lot of relationships. And what scares me even more is the fact that it's ruining relationships in our church. I was recently having a conversation on on my podcast about this very thing, and and I believe that that at, in the in the end, this is all a heart issue. This cannot be mended through political means because it's a heart issue, and and it's something that's only going to get worse. And we know this as Christians. We know that it's going to get worse before it gets better. And so as Christians, we should not be distracted by this um, political unrest. We should yeah. not be distracted and we should not be tearing one another down. And it's so easy for us to fall into that trap, fall into that trap that we are supposed to fall into as Americans. Right yeah. now, we're supposed to fall into this. You know, I mean, I don't think that this, I don't think that this is an accident. I think that, I think that the, the division that's being created, it may be being created for a reason. And I don't know what that reason is, but I think that um, we as Christians especially should not be playing the game. Yeah, I and I agree. And the thing is, is I think I know who's behind this. Um, I mean, the thing is, if if we are fighting each other, if if Christians are fighting each other over some silly political stuff, um, then we're not we're not spreading the gospel. We're not doing missionary work. We're not being able to talk to people about Jesus. And if I start spouting liberal stuff or or conservative stuff. Um, I automatically turn somebody off that's on the other side of the political spectrum from me. Hmm. And now I'm just no good to God if for anybody on that other side of the political spectrum. And, and as we've seen in the elections, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, pretty close down the middle. What is it? 4 million people different. But I mean, hmm. you know, in a country of 350 million, 4 million ain't much. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we've got half the country going one way, half the country going the other way. And so why would you want to turn off half of the population to be able to understand, get a better understanding of Jesus through you? You know, you say that you think you know who is behind this. And I just, I think it's funny because, you know, right now there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of thought that maybe there is one group controlling everything that's happening. People are like, man, this, this can't be random. It seems like one group is controlling this. Everything's just falling in line. And people would, people would love to use the, the term, the deep state, like, like there is one group that's controlling this and you hit on the issue as Christians. We know that there is one, one person that is controlling this. And that is the devil. And yeah. we are forgetting that the devil is the master here that is orchestrating this this disaster this unrest in our church and between one another and we're so eager to point 
one direction or another when we need to realize that this is being controlled by something so much more evil than just a group of people trying to create a, a disaster within the United States. This is the devil. Right, right. And and that's, you know, in the Bible, it talks about the devil as the king of Tyre. Remember that? Mm. I believe that in, in um, is that Ezekiel or Isaiah? I think it's Ezekiel. He talks about the king of Tyre and it describes the, de- the devil. And the thing is, it, it's not the actual king of Tyre that's doing this. It's Satan behind him making it happen. And either side you look at, whether you, you believe the liberals are doing it or you believe the right-wing Republicans are doing it, either side you look at are being controlled if they're doing the wrong thing by mm-hmm. Satan. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying everybody on both sides are the devil. I, I'm not trying to say that at all, but, but I'm saying there is, there's a force behind all of this that just keeps egging it on. It's like, you know, somebody that's stirring the pot, trying to get two guys to fight. You remember high school, you ever done that or had seen somebody <laughs> do that? He said, you did this. Well, he said that about your mama, you know, and just going back and forth. And so you end up with two guys being mad at each other and you got a guy in the middle, just egging it on. And, and I believe that's what the devil is doing he'll point things out to the republicans then he'll point something out to the democrats and you know what both are probably correct in a way because you know we're all sinners we all do bad stuff and if if we want to have somebody point out our faults to somebody boy i tell you what the satan would have a heyday pointing out all my faults i mean he could get anybody ticked at me we have got to be praying for our our church leaders, our pastors, um, because this is a trap that that pastors are falling into now as well. You know, we we see this where um, religious leaders are taking a stand, a political stand on one side or another, and which is creating unrest within their flock. And I believe that as a pastor, you have a great responsibility, uh, a, a greater responsibility than, than most. And it, it's so easy to um, want to, to make a political stand. But as a pastor, you need to be very careful about what you say and what you share on your beliefs, because you've got, um, you've got a lot of eyes watching you. Yeah, and, and and I've talked to pastors about this, and and one of the comments I get is, "Well, at what point do I stand up for what I feel is right?" And it, you know, it, it, that's tough, isn't it? How do you that's answer that tough. one? I mean, if if a pastor really thinks that something is wrong, that that that, that this is something wrong. You know, at what point, and it's a political thing, uh, you know, a social justice thing. Uh, you know, we had we had here in the Oregon Conference, we had um, pastors that went downtown and marched um, after Rodney, after not Rodney King, um, George Floyd. Mm. Right? I'm dating myself, talk about Rodney King. But after George George Floyd, we had pastors that went down and, and they marched. Um, and I believe they marched for, I mean, they went down and they prayed, right? And they prayed and they, they marched for peace. They wanted, 
you know, they believe that that black people were as important as white people, that 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 they shouldn't be um, targeted in, you know, police actions and stuff like that. I don't think that they, you know, they were for some of the bad things that people say BLM is for or whatever. Um, they were just there simply because they believed in justice. But boy, they got some flack out over that. And so yeah. Wow. How do you tell them that's right or that's wrong? And, and, oh, what a tough time we live in. Far be it from me to know the answer to this question. I am 26 years old, Jim. I know so little, and I recognize that pastors should stand for biblical principles. And there are very clear biblical principles that you can stand for. The problem with standing for a specific leader um, is that everybody is a sinner, and there's always going to be a problem. There's always going to be something that can be pointed out. That's why you need to um, stand for principles, but not so much a specific person. Now, if you want to, if you want to go out and you want to vote for a specific person, you have the right to do so, and I encourage you to do so as a pastor. But you don't need to post a photo on social media letting everybody know that you're amazing for doing that. I think social media has created this environment now where standing for right means nothing unless you let everybody know. It's the most selfish thing. It's the most selfish thing that you can do. You know, mm. everybody goes and votes and then they're posting all of their photos on social media with their I voted sticker. And they're letting people know that they did this. There is no reason for them to do that except to get a pat on the back. Sharing everything that you do in life on social media is not necessary. And as a pastor, there's nothing wrong with going and voting. There's nothing wrong with taking a stand one side or another. But unless it is specific biblical principles that you can stand for and you can stand firm on and let your flock know why you are standing for that, you should not be blasting all over social media and letting everybody know what you are doing in order to get a pat on the back. Yeah, yeah, or who you're voting for. Sh sure, yeah, who you're voting for, yeah. I, I mean, think I've seen some of those, you know, I've seen some of those, Aaron, and, and uh, where people were doing that, and, and my feeling was is they were trying to encourage other people to vote, and that was their, their saying, I voted, I hope you vote too. At least that's how I was taking it. Sure, it and... And I, and I agree with you. I think, I think some of those that may have been the case, and I'm not specifically talking about people who just said I voted in general. I, I'm thinking more of the people who, who blast on social media specifically, you know, who they voted for and, um, you yeah. know, you know, and trying to cause, trying to cause a ruckus on social media the 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 situation where um the pastors and 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 church members went down to support black lives matter you know fantastic i don't i don't see anything wrong with that and if people want to give give them a hard time for doing that that's between them and god you know they know why they went down to support that whether there is faults within the organization or not they know why they went there and they know why they did that and that's all that really matters. But again, 
Like at what point is sharing everything on social media not necessary? You can support something without feeling like you are the mouthpiece for the whole organization. Right. Well, boy, I know. And, and, and that's a tough one because some of them might think that uh, by putting it on social media, it was supporting it because it was telling everybody of their congregation mm-hmm. that, hey, I believe that that black lives matter. I believe that that people are equal. I believe that, you know, that that, that injustice has been done and we need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, I see them making their point, but the, I guess the, oh, it's so difficult because like you say, when you, when you put that out there, I guess you weren't saying it, I was saying it, is that you, uh, you ostracize or you, you, you tick off one group that really needs Jesus, but now you've, you put yourself in the position where you can't share God with this person because now you've gone on the other side and, Boy, what a what an incredible tough time we we are in. I like I like some of what you were saying. A lot of what you were saying, as far as um, how we need to talk to each other and accept each other and try to try to understand why each other is coming to a certain position without demonizing them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, and, and I had a, a, a demonstration this weekend. I was up with, I was up in the woods. Uh, I, I've been hunting for years and we were elk hunting up in the woods. And I was with my son and my, my, my nephew. And my nephew um, talked about, we were talking about some of the measures in Oregon that we voted on. And there was this measure 110. And with measure 110, um, what it did is it took the money because we voted to legalize marijuana, which I did not vote for um, a while back. And all that money was supposed to be going to schools and roads. And so they they legalized marijuana and convinced everybody we're going to use all this tax money for schools and roads. And then this new Bill 110 said, okay, we're going to take some of this money from marijuana. Instead of just schools and roads, we're also going to put it towards treatment centers. And so my nephew was like, he voted no on it because... And, and, and I voted yes on this measure. And so we were asking each other, okay, why did you vote the way you did? And he told me, well, I voted no on it because originally this was supposed to be for schools and I wanted the money to go for schools. And I didn't want it to be going to all these other places and it needs to go for schools. And I says, well, the reason I voted for it on the other side, I voted yes for it, is because I need, I see a need for treatment center. I've taken people down to the treatment center down in Portland, and there's eight people waiting for 80 beds. There's not enough treatment centers for all the people that want to get clean and sober. So he want, he voted no because he wanted the money to go to schools. I voted yes because I wanted the money to go to treatment centers. Which one of us was wrong? Hmm. We were on complete opposite sides of the political spectrum on this, yet our heart and our intentions were both, I believe, correct. Yeah. And I think there's a lot like this. There's a lot of things that we're just looking at things a little differently than the other guy. You think? Oh, I, I totally, I totally believe that's the case. And that's the way that it's always been. 
and this whole demonizing one side or the other just feels very new. I mean, I haven't been around that long. Maybe I, maybe that's not the case, but it just feels like the way that, that one side or the other is being demonized. It just seems, um, am I wrong in saying that that's sort of a new, a new look? Well, I, you know, being 55, I've been through a few elections. And so I, you know, there, everybody kind of gets their own thing going when they're deciding who to, who to vote for. And they're putting their bumper stickers on or their yard signs or whatever. And they're rah, rah for the person. But the thing is, it's never been this intense. Of course, mm-hmm. we have the coronavirus going on with the whole thing, and that's been politicized. And I think that's part of where, where this gets so intense is because, I mean, we've never had to vote for somebody that we thought it was going to be life and death. Yeah, people truly believe that um, it is life and death. This is a life and death decision. And that's that's on one side of the political spectrum. They feel it's life and death. On the other side of the political spectrum, they feel it's the difference between freedom and being uh, being under socialist rule. Yeah. And so it's it's a very it's very big consequences that come from this political environment that we're in. That people see it's very because and and, and now you're going to be able to tell which political sides we're on, but. Um, but I don't believe that it's a, a rather socialism or not. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that's crazy. And then the other yeah. thing I think it's crazy that it's life or death. And so, you know, and so this, I believe, and this has been done by the politicians. Okay. Yeah. Um, this, the, the politicians and the news media and everybody around this that's wanting to win and wanting to, to make more money on commercials has, has made this so much bigger than it needs to be um, mm. that uh, it, it's, I, it just made us crazy. As Christians, many of us believe that America has been blessed because we are a God-fearing nation. Now, you know, let's not talk about, you know, there are things that America has done. You know, obviously America has not been perfect, but um, we have lived on some type of principle, right? But now we're in a situation in the world where people are like, well, America is all about freedom. We should be able to do what we want. If we feel like doing this, we should be able to do it, you know, no matter what that is. And so we're slowly starting to like <clears throat> give in to things that we as Christians believe are sinful but we're starting to legalize them and allow them and encourage them because of freedom. We need our freedom to be able to do what we want. I bet you Sodom and Gomorrah was one of the freest places that has ever existed. You were allowed to do anything and everything that you want. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're I know what you're saying. And and yeah, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. I guess. Yes, America has been blessed by God. There is no doubt about it. The, they had something called the, the Protestant work ethic. And, you know, our freedom and, and the way that we are able to, to come up with new ideas and new inventions and to be entrepreneurs and to, you know, it's, it's been very important to our history. Um, and some of the things that, that are being legalized 
is like, well, I told you, I didn't, I didn't vote yes for marijuana, um, but it got legalized anyway. And what would I do to stop something like that? Well, I, I tried. I tried saying things to people, but it never worked. Um, and so it's a hard issue. Yes. We, what, we know, what we know is that the world is getting worse. And, and people are doing things that are further and further away from God. And from my point of view... I don't believe that we can legislate the world back. I, I really, I guess, I don't know. I've given up on this um, utopia of America as far as this is, you know, where, where this is going to get better. Um, I look at the world around me. I see what's going on with social media, with media, with pornography, with, with the Hollywood and, and, I think we're past the tipping point. And so I think this is one of the reasons as Christians, I believe we need to come together because it's, it's both sides that are, are going the wrong direction. The, the, the conservatives, the liberals, the, the liberals want to go too far this way. Then the conservatives want to go too far this way. And you got this pendulum swinging wildly back and forth. And you got the Christians sitting here in the middle going, what do I do? Well, I don't know, but we, we can't be part of that pendulum. We can't, it, it doesn't help if we lose our relationships. Amen. Absolutely. How do we keep the relationship? That's the, that's the question in all of this wild and craziness. I mean, we could find things on both sides of the political issues to bash each other with, because both of us look at this differently, Aaron, we have, we know this because we've spoken to these things. Yep. But what you and I have done, I believe, is found common ground. That common ground is Jesus, Jim. Yes. And it is a hard issue. And we know as Christians that things are only going to get worse. And I agree with you. There is no way that we can legislate this back. And we, we know that things will become more and more evil. And at a certain point, things are going to become so evil in this country that we are going, somebody is going to scream, we need to get back to God. We as Adventists know that this is going to happen. Right. And when, and when they say we need to get back to God, they're going to try to force us back to God. Through, through laws. Right. And legislation. Yes. Yeah. So, well, and, and so here we sit and, and, and maybe, maybe one of the problems as Christians is is one side looks at this as a socialist um, thing that's going to take us to this place where you have the Antichrist, right? One one side says, okay, socialism and communism is going to take us to the Antichrist. Um, and the other side's looking at this and saying, well, maybe not. Maybe it, it, we know what happened in the Dark Ages. Okay, maybe it's 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 being a legitarian. Maybe it's this whole law and order thing. Maybe you know the the right wing is going to 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 impress its will on the politicians, and that's what's going to cause this to happen. So as Christians, we can look at this and say, well, you know, this can happen from either direction. But if we get really, and here's the thing, we don't know. We don't know how and, and how many phone calls have we had, Aaron, where we have had to hang up agreeing to disagree. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that happened. That has happened many times. 
Yeah. And it probably happened on this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's just regardless, we have to understand that as Christians, we have to stand together. We have to pray for our pastors. We have to pray that they don't fall for, for everything that's going on right now. We know that at some point the church is going to seem like it has fallen. And that is a direction that we are going to go eventually. And it's, un, it's an unfortunate fact. And how that's going to happen is through little compromises that are made by the leadership of the church. And so we need to realize that even when it seems as if the church has fallen, the church is the people. So the church will never fall. And we must stick together through this darkness. Well, yeah, because the church is the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the body of Christ really only has one leader, and that's the head, and that's Jesus Christ, Amen. who is the head of the church. So, so yeah, we we cannot look at the leaders, and and you know, I don't know what, you know, what what's going to happen with the falling away or any of that kind of stuff that is predicted to happen to the church, but um, but I know Jesus is the head of the church. And that is the important part that we continue to look to. And if all of us as Christians can can understand that what we hold, what what we have together, what we understand together is way more than the, our differences. Okay, mm-hmm. our our similarities way outweigh what our differences are. But sometimes it's our differences that are the, in stark contrast. And so we will throw stones at our differences when really we should be focusing on our similarities. Yeah. And and agree to disagree sometimes and realize that it's okay because, I mean, you know, we're people. We, number one, we just really aren't that smart. So we don't <laughs> know everything. And, and, you know, number two, we're Christians. We're supposed to love our enemies. And so even if you don't like what they're saying, at the least you can do is love your friends, right? Yeah. And we all come from different, we all come from different backgrounds. We all have had different experiences in life. And that's brought us to um, the way that we think and the way that we act, the way that we are. Yeah. Um, yep. Go ahead. Well, bottom line is, is Satan is trying to tr- pull us apart so we can, so that we will not do what we've been tasked to do. The great commission that Jesus gave us in Matthew 28 is, you know, the, to, to go to all the world, to preach the gospel, to make disciples, to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is what we're supposed to be doing. This is what our focus is supposed to be, not, you know, who's got the right political idea. Because guess what? The, the bad stuff can come from both sides. This is our common ground. Yeah. Our common ground is telling the world about Jesus. Yeah. And, and someday we'll be sitting in heaven and, and we'll be able to look back on this and and, and, and we'll laugh about this. Well, what in the world were we so upset about this? This, this doesn't even really, in the scope of, of eternity, hmm. who cares who was president? It will seem quite silly. It will. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to be smacking ourselves. <laughs> Come on. What's wrong with us? But, uh, yeah. So you know, I, I don't know, Aaron, I think this is a pretty good conversation and I hope people out there will have this conversation and, and start this conversation. Well, Aaron and I, before we, we, we hit record for this podcast, we prayed. 
And, and it's a good thing to, to include prayer in your conversations when you know, you know, for instance, if you're going to Thanksgiving this year and, and, uh, or Christmas or anytime you're going to be with your family or friends, this, this stuff's going to come up, pray before it comes up. Yeah. Pray that God gives you the ability. Cause I tell you, I, I like to argue and I can get in so much trouble, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, you know, I would love to have a prayer right now, Jim. We need both of us. We need to have a prayer and we need to um, pray that the Lord continues to guide us and to bless our leaders, whether that be whether that be political leaders or whether that be um, our church leaders, our pastors, our elders, people who are holding a great responsibility because of their influence. We need to pray for them. And I don't think we pray for our pastors enough. I know I don't. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. We'll go ahead and start, and I'll finish. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today humble, realizing that we are sinners in a sinful world. And Lord, I come to you to ask you to, to be with us and to not let these distractions sway us from, from you and from continuing to get to know you on a daily basis personally. Lord, I want to ask a special blessing on our leaders, um, our church leaders, our pastors, our elders. Lord, so easy for us to get distracted from all of this madness. But Lord, we know that you are the ultimate answer. You are the unifying point for all of us. And so we continue to, to pray for our leaders and for our political leaders. Lord, as sinful as they are and um, with everything going on in the world, we need to be praying for the leaders of this country. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Dear kind Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to, to thank you for the friendship that I have with Aaron and, and that although we view things politically differently, that we can still be friends, we can still have these conversations, and we can still realize that that what unites us is much more than what divides us, that what could divide us. And Lord, I pray this for the priesthood of all believers and and that that all believers could come together and realize the direction that we need to go to, to spread the gospel to the world, to finish the work that you've given us, this great commission, Lord. This is what we need to focus on. Lord, I pray for our church leaders. I pray for our, our conference presidents. I pray for everybody that has to make these, these difficult decisions during these difficult times. I pray for our political leaders, whether it's it's Trump or Biden or Harris or Pence or whoever is, is leading, Lord, I pray that you help them make the right decision. Lord, I pray mostly as Jesus prayed that we can all be one as you and Jesus were one, are one. And Lord, if we can be one with you and if you can, if you can fill us with your Holy Spirit and then we can think your thoughts, we'll know which way to go. And we'll quit bickering, we'll quit fighting, and we'll just work together to find solutions. So help us to find a solution to save as many people as possible for the kingdom. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I appreciate you, Jim. Well, I appreciate you too, Aaron, and I'm, I'm glad we can have these conversations. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. Hmm. And, and I really think that when we, we quit sharpening each other and we quit working together, we become dull. 
And, and I, you know, we don't need to be, we need to be sharp as a knife right now in this time that we're in because we have one great uh, enemy and boy, it's going to take everything we got to, to, to be able to stay on track and overcome that. So thank you for being part of this podcast, Aaron. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me today. I I'm very, I'm very glad that we were able to have this conversation. Yeah. And real quick, before we go, tell us the name of your podcast and how that people could go to your podcast. It's called the simply overcoming podcast. I created this podcast as a way to give a place for people to tell their testimonies and to talk about things that they have overcome in their lives so that we can inspire others through our own stories. So you can find it, uh, the simply overcoming podcast on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, We also have an Instagram account right now, Simply Overcoming Podcast. You can also go to our our website, AaronTravelsWorld.com. And uh, yeah. All right. Thank you, Jim. Very cool. All right. Hey, we'll see you all later. You guys have a great day and God bless.